I'm, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the comments, you guys. Welcome back to Girl Club. Thank you for the three weeks of grace uh, that you gave to me and the girls because I, I know they, they could use a break too with their kids and their husbands and their busy lives and the holidays. And I am so happy to see your three faces and to see all your comments and to be back with you guys. And um, thank you for your prayers. I got some really beautiful messages that Anna tried to pass along regularly, just that just praying for my health. Thank you. I mean, I will just tell you, you know, I'll be transparent here. My, my girl club crew knows, but um, I did have COVID and um, it was a trip. Happy to answer any questions about that. Not sure how we work that into a Bible study, except for God <laughs> is always on the throne, no matter what. So fear not, right? Uh, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So joining me today is every single Girl Club crew member. I'm so glad that um, you guys are all here. So say hello, Nova Page, to everybody. Hey, hey, everybody. Good to be back. So excited about today. I know. So excited to be with the girls. Yes, me too. <laughs> Christina Boudreau. Hey, CV. Hi, guys. Super excited to be back. Yeah, you've been on the road yourself with your girls yes. groups and doing all kinds of ministry stuff as well. Yeah. Yep. And Christina Reynolds, you, you'll notice Hello. that we have two Christinas. I have to do the CD <laughs> and the CR thing. Oh. Hey, Christina. Hello. So good to be back. It, it feels like forever, honestly. Like a, a month? has No, maybe not a month. Well, this is the, we've been away three weeks. Okay, almost a month. So, yeah. So we took basically, a, you know, a, the month. Four weeks, Anna says. Four weeks. Oh, okay. Well, Anna. Oh, wow. Know. So it's been a month. It's yeah. Been a month. Wow. It's been a month. Wow. You guys, and the last, you know, I have to tell you guys, the worst, the worst part of my sickness was those first two weeks with symptoms and fever. The the last two weeks of like post COVID fatigue and dehydration was really, really a trip for me because it, I I suffer from dehydration already, so it like it took an issue and it just knocked me on my butt with it, and I I had I think five seizures throughout oh. the whole oh. time. My yeah, gosh. it was crazy. It was crazy. The very first one I had, um, I I had tested negative for COVID. And so I was like four days into being on a pack and in the bed with fevers and just could not break a fever, you know, and pain. Like imagine Edward Scissorhands inside your body with mm. scissors in like on each finger just jabbing you and they're hot jabbing oh. me in my chest, in my back and under my arms. It was the craziest pain. Oh. Um, thank God it was, wow. you know, Tylenol and Advil did help, you know, so nothing crazy in order to deal with the pain, but I got it that way. It was really bad pain. I didn't, ne I never got, um, breathing, the breathing issue. Like my oxygen was always saturating at really normal to high levels. And I'm really grateful for that because my thing with God and COVID was always Lord. Now, you know, I've had anxiety and breathing issues since I was a kid. Please don't let me have that. Cause I don't know that mm -hmm. I can, that would really mess with me in a lot of ways. And, mm -hmm. um, so I even think like when I had my first seizure, Roger, I woke up with Roger over me. I was in a chair. I tried to walk downstairs to the kitchen to cook breakfast for him because I felt bad that I'd been on my back for like five or seven days. 
And I was like, my poor, my poor husband. Oh, like, you felt bad being yes. sick. Yes, he just, you know, he just had surgery, his third yeah. surgery, dealing with this thyroid cancer issue. Y'all be praying for the him and for that. And then he got COVID like a month uh, But now listen, he sailed through it. Right. He was, he was yeah, like, I'm fine. He was fine. The grace. He was totally fine. Of course, we got, he got three of our friends sick. One of my son's friends, they barely had symptoms. You know, right. one of them is like a young couple with kids. And Laura was like, whatever. I have kids. I'm sick all the time. She was done in three days. Um, wow. My husband, he kicked it in about three days. My son's friend, Maurice, who's like, you know, healthy 29-year-old, he, he he came to visit us. <laughs> came to visit us and Roger was, was just getting over his fever and being sick. And then I got sick, really sick. I got body slammed. So by the time he left us, I was like, son, you got to, you got to test. You got to test. You're starting a new job. You don't want to start your new job with COVID. You, there's no way you were in the house with us for a week. And right. he's like, mama, I feel fine. I feel fine. But he tested finally and he was positive, but he didn't, he never had a symptom. Oh, so then he was negative in five days. It wow. is, I can only say this much. If anybody tries to tell you this is a natural disease, they're lying. This disease is so bizarre that it had to be man-made, had to be. Did not feel like anything else I've ever experienced in my life. It felt like a fake thing in my body wreaking havoc. And wow. um, to God be the glory, you know? I mean, I, you know, you guys know the Holy Spirit impressed upon me. Like, it was so weird, like six months before I got sick because I kept being used to walk people through COVID. So I knew the doctor to go to. I knew the prescriptions to get. I knew the protocols from America's Frontline Doctors and from different doctors who who treat the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. So I was, I mean, I had a medicine cabinet full of everything. So the second I tested positive, I called my doctor and he goes, okay, you have the whole protocol. Start the, doxa, uh, start the doxycycline along with the, with the Z-Pak, start the ivermectin, start the this, start the that. I didn't even take half the stuff he told me to start because I'm like, I don't need steroids for my lungs. I have no breathing issues. And Roger took some stuff also, an antibiotic and whatever. He felt fine, but he tested positive way after he had symptoms when I tested mm -hmm. positive. And then I called the monoclonal antibodies place and I had the doctor get us in for that. And that really turned the corner you mm -hmm. know, on the COVID. And then the rest was like, I kept having to go and get IVs and fluids because I was so out of it. But um, anyway, you know, just wow. I, honestly, I'm sharing with you because I don't think you have anything to, well, we have nothing to fear. We yeah. know that. And God really showed me, you know, but one of the interesting things he showed me <clears throat> through it was with all illness, there's, for me, there was kind of this moment where I'm not kidding you guys, the Holy Spirit literally said to me, because for years, like, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I don't want to fight with you, son. I fought my entire life. I fought with the enemy, you know, through, through 19 mountains. I don't want to fight anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And I think in some ways I was calling out to the Lord for relief from planet earth and people. And it's so interesting this will make me cry because it was so real. There was this one point where, I mean, I was 
my fever was trying to break, but the, the fatigue was like my, my body. I just, mm -hmm. and I, rem I could barely stand up, you know, to, to walk to the bathroom. And there was a point where coming back from the bathroom, the Holy Spirit was like, baby girl, it's up to you. What do you want to do? You can lay down and give into it. I'll bring you home or you can choose to push. Totally giving you this one. Wow. I remember standing there in my room and all of a sudden everything that I have to be grateful for, because, you know, we often focus on the things that we fear, yeah. the things that we're struggling with. We spend so much of our time and our lives focused on what we want to achieve, what, what's not working, that mm -hmm. we get out of the gratitude zone. It was just Thanksgiving in America. Let's go there. We get out of the thankful zone. And all of a sudden I stood there and, and, and I was like, well, I have my husband to be thankful for. He needs me. I, I have my son. Sometimes he drives me nuts because there's certain lessons I want him to learn in our like relationship lessons, mommy, son, but yeah. I have my son and his health and, and my family. And, and all of a sudden I just, I spoke it out loud. I go, no, Lord, I choose to push. This mm -hmm. is not getting me time to turn a corner. And I, I literally called Roger on the cell phone downstairs and I said, take me to get an, an, an another IV and I want high dose vitamins. It seemed to be the only thing that helps me turn a corner. I went and I got like 20,000 milligrams of, I, of vitamin C in an IV, glutathione, vi, you know, B6, B12, stuff I, you know, you name it. And two liters of electrolytes to hydrate me. And literally it was like all of a sudden God started to give me my strength back. Wow. It was really crazy, 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 you know, and I, I still like, if I talk too much, I get really winded, you know, or if I hit the top of the stairs, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm tired, you know, and I, I've been, I've been craving getting out to walk and hike, but my, my girlfriend told me, she's like, you better slow up with that role, dude. Like give yourself <laughs> a few more weeks before you go jogging. Cause you can, I guess you can get long-term damage or something to your lungs or whatever, which I don't know. But, um, so yeah, so thank you three and all of you for your prayers. I felt them, especially in that moment. Cause I, uh -huh. I, I've never felt like I had a choice that God was going to let me make as to whether to leave or not. And, and I wasn't, wasn't cause I was deathly ill. He was just like, I know you're tired. You can lay down and slip right into it. I got you. I was like, wow. It was really crazy. I, like, I am so what? glad that you chose to push. Yeah. Same. We were going to start doing like Jeopardy on, on Girl Club, dude. It was like, we were going to do like the price is right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, do you guys uh, want to do it? We're like, no, dude. <laughs> I know. I, Lazarus well, arose. I'm like, <laughs> the three, you, for all of you watching, you know, these three women are pastors and worship leaders and evangelists and they are leaders in their own right and such strong women in their own right. So one week I'm like, Anna, ask someone else to lead. And the girls are like, we're waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no Cynthia, so you are, you are fearless leader. Fearless. Oh my, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yeah. Fearless. Fearless is, is I'll tell you, let, let, let's talk a little bit about being thankful and, and fear and, and, just all of the above. I just kind of wanted to check in and hear from each of you as we 
you know, as we get back into teaching, I just felt like we need to have an hour of just, let's just minister and, and, and pray and catch up. And for all of you who are, you know, who have sent in comments and what have you, send your questions in, send your thoughts in too. Let's, let's, let's make this an open forum uh, today to really talk about, you know, the, the power of what God does in our lives, mm. you know, how real he is and how present all the time, a very present help mm. you know, in our time of need. Now, what's going on, sisters? What's God been doing with you? <laughs> how's the how's the family and ministry and what's been that what's been the highlight? What's been the low light, you know, going especially in this kind of Thanksgiving season? Right. Actually, this has been I this has been a really hard season. So I have nothing really like nice and fluffy to say, but I will say that it's interesting that you're talking about the you know, having that moment of like life and death kind of, which is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that it was, it was your coming to realization of all the things that you're grateful for that you were like, no, I don't want to leave, you know? Um, it's just so, I, I think it's, oh, and how do I say this? Well, I have a lot to be thankful for. I, I feel like the Lord has been like, okay, this is the season to die to yourself, like mm -hmm. hardcore. It hasn't been fluffy. It hasn't been sweet. It hasn't been, it has been sweet in a sense that I feel is nearness, but it's felt so like, ah, oh, I just need to give in to dying to myself. There's been so much temptation to like, you know, be resentful and angry and bitter at even just my neighbor, not to mention maybe my family member or, you know, the people in leadership over me. There's just been so much temptation to just live there. So it's been like, honestly, just a constant fight for me to just die died to my own self, died to my own rights, like giving up the desire to be right, to be vindicated, to be justified in my own timing, you know, and just trusting that the Lord is going to do that. Um, but in the meantime, I've seen so much good come out of it. Like I've mm -hmm. the Lord's begun to really bring some restoration in our family where there's been like broken relationships and <laughs> in the midst of the dying, I've been like, wow, there's still, there's still ways that I can um, press in and love the people around me, even in my weakness, mm -hmm. even in my not wanting to love people. Like, oh my God, I felt, I've never felt so hurt. Mm. Am I like, like, I really haven't felt like the cutting depth of pain and hurt from people like, like I have this year. And, but this, like this Thanksgiving, I was like, I felt like the Lord was like, humble yourself, reach out, kind of just reach out to a, a family member of mine and like lavish on this person. I know you don't feel like it. And you, you know, when you run you're in those circles in your head and you're like, and you're starting to have these conversations in your head with people that are not even, that they're just in your head. And you're like, yes. And you're thinking of all these ways that you could tell them and they could see that you're the right, you're in right, that you've been hurt and they're wrong and all this stuff. The Lord was like, lay that all aside. I want you to spend all this money and and lavish upon this person and just reach out to them and just humble yourself and just ask you ask for forgiveness from what little thing that it may seem so stupid to you, but just do it. I did it. And let me tell you, like the, like our, our relationship is being healed right now because mm -hmm. of that. And it's like, I'm having me, I'm letting go of those 
well, this person hurt me. This person hurt me. Like, what did I even do? Okay. So I did this one small little thing, but this person's mad about me, like, like mad about this. I, I had to let it all go. And, and I'm see even now it still hurts, but I'm seeing the fruit and the healing within, you know, this person is like my family. I can't, unfortunately, I can't just cut them off, you know, and I don't want to cut them off. Right. So in the midst of a lot of pain, I am finding that choosing, choosing to walk in that narrow and difficult road that is like not easy and like humbling yourself, even when like I may be right, giving up the right to be right. It is bringing about so much fruit. And like, Mm -mm. I'm praying to God that like next year or like a few years later, I'll look back and be like, oh, that was so beautiful. I'm beautiful now because I I did that or, or because I... I push through the suffering of, and the dying of my own flesh, which, I mean, we say it all the time, like be like Jesus, love those who like hurt you or who persecute you or who talk trash about you. Or and it's like, Oh, it's so easy. I will just love them. No, it freaking hurts. Yeah. And it really sucks. And I even feel it now, even as, as these relationships are like being healed, I still feel the pain of like the not yet, like Lord, but I have to believe that you're going to vindicate me that you're going to, you know, look at my life and be like, I saw, you know, all these points in your life that you decided to love, you know? Yeah. And he's going to hold an account. He's going to, he's going to have to, he's going to take an account for every time we were wronged, you know? So yeah. I'm sorry. I don't have anything happy to say other than <laughs> I'm in the process. I'm in the process of, but that's a happy thing. <laughs> That's a happy thing though, Christina, yeah. because can, can you imagine like living this life and not being in the process with the God that we know? Could you imagine? Like, I don't understand how people choose to live this life and not deal with God and Jesus, not, not deal with it at all, not think about it, avoid it, run from it, or say that they know him and never sit down and read the word and study the word of God. It would be like, you know, it's like me saying, I know, I know you guys and never spending any time sharing and talking, you know, and listening to you say the things that you say. It's like, that's why I love gatherings like this, because mm -hmm. I feel like it's a place where you can be, you can know and be known and you're safe. And, and, uh, and with God, I mean, it's, 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 it's times 10, you know, and, 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 and we're fully known by our father and Jesus fully loved us so much that he died for us. And I, I mean, Christine, Christina, I think, you know, what you said was so powerful, giving up the need to be right. Yeah, that's powerful. Giving up the right to be right. I mean, that's more than forgiveness. That's getting past my ego. That's. I'm going to put this offense aside. That's I did this much wrong and they did this much wrong, but wrong was done. And I'm going to own my part and I'm going right. to allow God in to this situation. You went in as the light of Christ. And that's all that we can really do is put ourselves in a place every day to actually be used by the Lord as a vessel so we've got to just stay in that place of humility and openness to him and holding on, clinging to the Holy Spirit. 
and being teachable. Yeah, you know? I, I will say, so just, <laughs> I feel like that was so depressing, but like a little, you know, the no, silver lining. Not at all. <laughs> just real, just yeah. real, yeah. Christina. Um, I will say though, the silver lining in it though, is that it feels even what I've noticed in, in like going low and feeling pain and just embracing the pain of it. Like there is a tenderness that you feel and a closeness that you feel with the Lord. When I, now on the flip side, if I were to not, you know, follow his leading and like humble myself and just ask for forgiveness and, you know, own up to my like 10%, like being like living enraged is exhausting. Living mm-hmm. in bitterness and resentment and holding things over people's head, mm-hmm. it is it is like a way worse torment than to just embrace the flame and go, God, I'm giving up. Yeah, like you said, Cynthia, I'm going to let my ego die. I, and it's not to say cover it up and be like, it's all okay. It's going, no, it freaking hurts. But I'm going to like let you take care of it. You know, that is way better than like living in this tormenting, torturous jail cell of anger. And like, mm-hmm. oh, thinking of all the ways that you could tell them off, thinking of all the situations that could happen that could, you know, they could finally get what they deserve. Like, oh, it's just like, it's a scary place to be, you know, it's it. You're you're right. It is a scary place to be. I, you know, it's so interesting because you got on and said, I don't really have anything really fluffy to say. And I was like, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I will yeah. say this. Um in regard to your, what you've been walking through, Christina, it's, it's kind of like cool as we, you know, converse back and forth and our stories kind of always seem to inter, be mm-hmm. interwoven and like where we've kind of come from and where we are, you know, now, but a probably, um, let's see, like 15 years ago, I had a family member like you just totally shut me out and shut me down to the point where my son would just be like, why don't they call me on my birthday anymore? And just so I was so crushed for my child. I didn't, I was angry. I didn't know what to do. It's like, it was quite a situation. I mean, I obviously can't get into all the details, but it was the most painful thing. And I can honestly say today that relationship is a hundred percent healed. Mm-hmm. And that is amazing to me because I never thought I was like, we are done. Yeah. Like, you'll never speak to me again. I mean, it caused so much angst and pain. And you know what? It was just consistency. Oh, like then when there was space needed, I just was like, okay, I'll give you all the space in the world. It crushed me. It crushed my ego. It crushed my heart. It it hurts so bad because I really love these people. And I did one thing and they took it and they were just like, you're out. And it was, I mean, one of my biggest fears is like, like, or I guess my biggest desires is like having, you know, security and guidance and support. And like, when I feel like I've lost that, I just feel so crushed. And they were such a huge part of my life. But yeah. today that same person called me yesterday and like, was like, Hey, this is what's going on with like something big in our life. And I just thought, God, don't you do it? Won't you do it? And sometimes it just takes time and, and those relationships end up healing. And, and I can sit back and I share your pain because I, I know it. I walked it 
And I never thought I'd have the relationship back. Yeah. But yeah. praise God, I do. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, this is part of our life. This is part of the process. Like you said, it's part of the transformation. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, uh, but it's part of our the, the transformation it's part of the dying to self that we have to do you know yeah. and you know, cynthia you were talking about fears it's like my biggest fear is actually like it's the fear fear itself like like i really desire security and these past couple months have just been a, a, like kind of a train wreck mm. and um oh my gosh <laughs> ah! but get um, it out no really you gotta yeah. get it out yeah, you know, because I had my life going the way, you know, I thought it should go. Oh my gosh. I have to like go get a tissue. <laughs> I don't even have a tissue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, just keep talking. <laughs> well, well let, I'll take this moment to say, um, welcome to Girl Club. We are real girls having real talk about real issues and seeking to apply the best thing that we have, and that is our very real faith. And in the name of Jesus, we get through. And <laughs> we are more than conquerors. <laughs> <than she is. laughs> yeah. it, it, honestly, I, I really, I don't mean to be just so dramatic, but you know, you just have things that you are like, this is where I'm going, Lord. And then he just shifts it. And I, I've had it happen before, but it just feel, it felt so out of like yeah. left field or whatever you say. And I, I was just, because I love the person, I'm trying to, you know, champion their dreams and their things, but it affects my life so directly. And I've just, mm-hmm. I, I like, it's hard. Cause I was like, I won't think about me. I'm just going to think about you. But now that the close is coming of a season, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting back in my angst and I'm like, this hurts so much. Right. Um, you know, and, but it's, it's the way of life and I have to trust God. And the, the scripture that I actually shared with Anna that I need is, and I'm trying to like really like get and understand and receive is um, Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be planted like a tree. They will be like a tree planted by the water. That sends down its roots, roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And my desire is to just be rooted because my natural angst is to be fearful. And I have this inner committee talking to me like that's going to happen that's the worst fear they're going to do this they're going to they're going to be out of your life like it just it feels so overwhelming and my so I have to go to that scripture and go I'm going to trust God I'm going to believe that he is my inner committee like I'm going to go to him first and the only thing I know is that the word brings me life like the word Mm. of God trusting in that and and really believing that he um, you know, if I'm in a really healthy place, I can easily get to God's got it. But when I allow the inner committee, the fear to take over and I, I map out all the worst case scenarios and like for, because I want to be in control. Right. Um, you know, that's what can really get me into trouble. So the only thing I know is like, I have to 
take God at his word and believe, yeah. read that scripture and believe yeah. it. Yeah. Because, because Nova, that inner committee of, um, I mean, they look like executives who really know something. Cause I used to wake up and have board meetings uh-huh. every <laughs> yeah. probably wake, right. They probably shifted to five o'clock in the morning and changed suits because uh-huh. they think they're fooling me, but they're not. Yeah. I know what they are. They are literally, they are Satan. They are yeah. his little emissaries. They are set up in my life in this mind and in this inner committee thing to tell me that instability is my inheritance, that, um, yeah. that, you know, I will not be planted and always, you know, uh, 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 have water in a year of drought. It, it there it's full of lies. It's yeah. like a scenario of lies. And, and, you know, like if you go to anything but the word for your truth and to cling to, you're partnering with those lies that the enemy is speaking mm. into your life. Because this much I know about you, sister, <laughs> <laughs> you are like, you are, and a girlfriend of mine said this to me one day, and I, she's not even a believer, but the depth of it. I just hugged, hugged her. I was like, I'm going to love Nina forever and ever because, because she gets this about me. It's the resiliency of the Lord that is in us. You are like a flower. You bloom where you're planted. It mm. does not matter where you are planted. You will bloom, you will blossom, and the armies of hell will tremble because you are there. So fear, fear not. Like fear not because Nova, if God's got to use a transition or change a season to get you where he needs you to be who you are, the good, the bad, the the growing, the all of it doesn't matter. Who you are is already chosen by God, anointed by God and in play. Mm. Nobody and nothing can touch that, you know, and, and, and. Uh, Roger's really been helping me to realize that, you know, because I, I, I got, I'm going to, I'll be real with you guys. Like I said to him a couple of days ago, I said, honey, I mean, I hear people say that they get blessed, you know, by the ministry or, or, you know, what we're doing and, you know, by girl club. I said, our, I said, it's so hard sometimes to give, 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 you know? Um, and, are we making an impact? Are we reaching? Are we, you know, and Roger, Roger said to me, he's like, you have got to let that one go because God is so grooming each and every one of you. He, I mean, God, Roger really, I should let him give us a faith pep talk about what he sees <laughs> for what's yes. happening here. I mean, really, cause I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's the vision, but, huh. but you know, he who was faithful with a little will be faithful with much. And sometimes, you know, don't you guys love for all of you watching, don't you love the expression overnight success? I do. I do with, with my Hollywood background. Cause let right. me- it just came out of nowhere. They're just like, wow. It's like, no, not, no, no. Hit the scene. In 10 years in secret or right. in anonymity. Right. It's the struggle in the secret place. It's the revelation in the secret place. It's the insecurities that you've had to battle. It's the struggle to have self-confidence that each and every one of us has to battle every day. But you have got to know you don't battle alone and you don't battle in vain. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the fact that you've given him your life 
means that he will make good on revealing to you in time what the plans and the purposes are. And I'm telling you, every door God has ever closed, he has opened a bigger, better door. Mm, that's good. He really has, you know? Yeah. yeah. He, he does. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I, can I just be super honest? Yeah. It is really hard being a pastor's wife. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and I like, I'm a business owner. So I have all these different hats that I'm wearing. And sometimes I just feel like I'm failing at all of them mm. just mm. to keep it super 100. Like yeah. it's hard being like not only a pastor's wife, but somebody who is in a position of, you know, I guess you would say authority, but doesn't, doesn't operate that way, but has overseership of so many people where you feel, I feel so isolated in moments Mm. that I just, I can't connect. And there's a loneliness in leadership that no one will tell you about. And it's hard. It's just hard. And so I, you know, I walk a lonely, lonely road. Um, And uh, I have a lot of smiles and a lot of joy, and it only comes from the Lord. I can't, you know, part of me goes, it's, I've had so much disappointment um, over the years. I am surprised that I'm still here. Um, but I'm thankful that I am yeah. because I want those that come behind me to not feel the things that I felt, even though I know we all have to go through a transformation process. But if like, if I can help a little, that's awesome, you know, but it is, it's a wild ride and it's, you know, uh, it's not like I, I want anybody to know the dirt behind the curtain, you know, because we all in our different streams of and areas, right? In TV, you knew the dirt behind the curtain. No one watching TV would know. Um, being a being a pastor, being a pastor's wife, being in ministry myself, you know, there's so much that goes on that you see, even just the pains of the people and the pain of those, you know, uh, in leadership. And it's uh, to be honest with you, it's just it's just really challenging some days to go like, okay, God. okay give me yes enough grace to do this and not be a phony right you know and to live out authentically and kindly and with generosity and forgive people before they even try to offend you to like live from that place of just forgive people before they even you even know and not to be like a a critical person or go like you're gonna jack with me but just living out so graciously and giving that grace before people even need it you know Mm -hmm. um is probably what helps me you know Mm -hmm. because uh we've walked a long arduous road yeah which can i just ask a question (laughs) To, to all of you, because you guys have all been through it as well. I'm just like, I think in this season of, you know, going low, dying, all this stuff, I'm also feel like I need to learn how to have, uh, okay, how, okay, let me, how do I rephrase this? How do you guard your heart without building up walls so high that you never let anyone in? But how do you guard your heart so that the wellspring of life 
is not being stolen or affected by toxicity. Does it, do you know what I'm saying? Cause there's a line we (laughs) have to like, we're told to guard our hearts and there's a place like I'm not, I can't let everyone into my heart. Not even everyone. Mm -hmm. I I have to be careful who I allow, who I trust to do that. But at the same time, me, my extreme is like, well, I'm just going to build a wall so high. Nobody can get in. Yeah. I know what I'm saying. Help me. (laughs) Answer. Here's the answer. And it's what a great question, too. Dude, because that's such a good a, question, dude. Such a good question because it's, it's a great question. <laughs> it's the so obvious good, question that I think every believer around the world, every unbeliever even would ask, how do I guard my heart without building walls around my heart so that I just go heart heart closed, heart store is out of business. You know, yeah. you, you can come on into the I'm going to rip your head off store, <laughs> but the heart store shut down five years ago answer. You know how you guard your heart? And this is what I have learned. You stay in the word. You get the scripture on your tongue as you're experiencing the emotion and you dive deeper into truly knowing who you are in Christ, how special you are in Christ. And knowing that everybody's on a journey and a lot of the people that we deal with who are, in, you know, in both your cases, you know, working in big ministry, uh, yeah. being a pastor's wife, and just—it we put these names on it, right? You, you guys, because I don't I mean those are the names, and we don't know anything else but to put those names on it. But um, I kind of like that my background—I mean, it was so secular, right? I got saved out of the world, and and you know, I mean. It, any sin you think you've entertained, trust me, been there, done it on steroids. And so God, you know, I know that God is real because I, I know what my own personal testimony and story of deliverance and forgiveness is about. The way that I, I naturally would have walls around my heart. But it's interesting, Christina, because in guarding your heart in the Lord, right, for out of it flow the issues of life. I, it gives me the ability really and truly when I'm guarding my heart with scripture to know that God's got it. I don't need to fight the battle. I don't need to be offended. And that person in time will see they're not my kid. They're not mine to deal with. And to realize that, you know, and for you too, Nova, they're just people that we're dealing with. I think I'm learning Cynthia that, when I am in, because I think there's different places we can be, even in our own personality. Like, you know, if we, if we understand even our core motivations, I know like my personality type, my core motivation is I want to feel safe. So if I can, if I am in alignment with scripture, he says, Nova, you are safe and secure. So if I am a hundred percent aligned, it's so easy for me to go there. Right. However, if I get out of the word, if I'm not having true communion, if I'm not having Sabbath, all those things, not as like a checkbox, but as a life, like as an integrated life with Christ, Mm -hmm. I can so get out of alignment of, you know, my basic, my basic needs aren't met, not because God doesn't meet them, but because I, I refuse to align myself with the truth. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's so true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how do you guard your heart so that you don't get walls? 
you keep it tenderized in the word of God. Because yeah. with Christ, I'm able to guard my heart in the sense that the word teaches me who to run away from. The word teaches me, uh, yeah, okay, this might be a, a, a Jesus professing son or daughter, but I'm going to love him and leave him right there. The word gives me the wisdom to know who's going to come into my life and bring a fair balance. Who's going, the word shows me brokenness, what brokenness looks like in other people because it shows me what brokenness looked like in me. It shows me what people need and when they really need Christ or they need a word from delivered through me. And the word of God and scripture helps me to protect my heart, but to keep my heart open. You know, really the word teaches me to keep my heart open. And it's that relationship that Christina, you have with the Holy Spirit, because I have been in the prayer room where you were leading worship and you're in the spirit and you're singing prophetically. And I, I, I mean, you moved me and you moved a whole generation of, of, of young people who would all slept down there from Christians university to, to hear your worship, you know? So you have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I think part of Part of our struggle as Christians, especially as women who love, right? We're all women who love and, and we, we're nurturing. I mean, we're women, we're nurturing. We would nurture, we'd nurture Satan if God didn't say, uh, that's Satan, let me tell you about him. You know what I mean? I think it's so nature to us to love and to overdo and to wear too many hats. And, and But what's also a part of what we deal with as women that God doesn't want us to deal with, I believe, is the feelings of being overwhelmed, the feelings of shame that we're not doing everything perfectly, shame. The, the guilt, like placing guilt and condemnation on ourselves. No, that's the enemy. That's the enemy. And, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And even if today you look at the business, you look at the ministry, and you look at what it means to be a pastor's wife, and you go... Well, each of these is getting a C today, not an A. And maybe over there, that's going to get a D minus because I'm almost at F with that situation. You know, it's like, does that change the calling on your life? No. Does that change who God has made you to be? No. Does it change the fact that if you go right to the word, your heart's going to be in a better place? No. You know? We build our lives on the truth and the truth sets us free each and every time from whatever the challenge is or the struggle is that we're going through. And I want, it's, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do, and it happened the other day with my sister, um, to share something quickly. Um, my family got really ripped up by, um, uh, Politics has not been a happy place in my in my family. Um, I am like the I I don't want to judge anyone else's relationship with Jesus. I never will. And I think I mean they all would claim to be Christians. You know, I know my walk with Christianity as one that is surrendered or unsurrendered. And I believe that there are many, many, many Christians who are saved and they're not surrendered. So mm -hmm. they're living outside of the fullness of a relationship with Christ. 
And for those of you listening right now, really hear this because your prayers are hindered when you're living outside of the fullness of Christ. Your children are hindered when you're living outside of the fullness of Christ. Your life is hindered when you're living outside the fullness of Christ. And the fullness of Christ sometimes looks literally like that Bible. I mean, Christina started Bible, like started Grow Club today with her Bible. And she's like, I am holding on to this, right? It was really interesting symbolism, Christina uh, Reynolds, because you're literally, I could see like, you're like, I'm clinging. I'm clinging. I'm struggling, but I'm clinging. I'm going down with this ship. And Nova you know, you, you guys, I mean, this is who we are, right? As believers, sometimes we're just clinging, but we're clinging. So if we're clinging, we're overcoming. And if we're overcoming, we're victorious. And if we're victorious, we're in our calling and we're, we're, we're daughters and we're queens, right? So anyway, politics kind of ripped us up. And so when the administration changed from Trump to Biden, um, <laughs> The country's a mess from one administration to the next because of what, you know, what people have chosen to let be revealed out of their heart. Yeah. Guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. I see a lot of life issues right now. This is a, a, a nonpartisan issue. A lot of life, a lot of overflow of the heart that mm-hmm. for the last number of years, that's just horrendous. Well, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to stay above it. We're supposed to stay in the word. We're supposed to let the joy of the Lord be our strength. And you, this is what we're talking about is that it's really hard. It's hard. Well, my sister and my mom and I were on the phone the other day and my sister made a comment and I responded with, well, you're president and and then moved on. And my baby sister said, you know, hey, I'm going to call you on that because never once, never once did I ever say to you, well, you're president. She goes, and I was the only one in the family who did it. I never played politics with you. And instead of get defensive, instead of say another word, I stopped. And it was interesting, I think, for my mom to see this moment between her only two daughters. There's only my sister and I in a house full of boys. And I said, Sheila, I apologize. You're absolutely right. I said, you know what? You always, always had my back. You never, we just don't go there. We, we, and, and you never did that to me. And what I did to you that just now it's right. I apologize. Please forgive me. I don't want that. I don't even want that there. And she was like, it's cool. But I think she was surprised. And my mom was surprised that for me, what I'm trying to do, because I realize how fragile life is and and Christina, you chose to do it with your relative. But when we just stop the wrong or the offense in the moment and deal with it from that place of Christian love, mm-hmm. power, Christian wisdom, the enemy goes just like this. Yeah. And, and I just wonder if we shouldn't just make those decisions consciously once and for all And even in a moment of leadership, like, why can't you say, you know, to someone, Nova, you know what? I'm having a real hard time right now being a pastor's wife because of the things I see. I love you, but let me reply to you when I can actually give you God's answer and not my own, you know, hurt or offense. Or honestly, sometimes it's just straight truth. 
Nova, because you and I, we all know behind the curtain, you know, the great and powerful Oz of ministry looks like a bunch of really small people just trying to get yeah. the day. And a lot of us, you know, sometimes not so successfully. And that's why I always say, you know, for all of you watching, never put your pastor up here on a pedestal. I mm -hmm. never want, <clears throat> never, because he's just human. I yeah. never want to be like when I'm, you know, I'm at a conference and there's 40,000 people or something. I never want anybody looking at me like, oh, Pastor Cynthia has, she can pray and her prayers will heal. She can speak the word. She can teach. No, because y'all are equal. You can do the same thing. Each and every one of you women who's, and guys, if there are guys joining us, each and every one of you watching could literally, I promise you, start a Bible study right now in your own home. You start inviting some friends and non-believers and just open up the Bible. You may not know where to start. Ask God, just start. Hmm. Just start, you know, because I know one thing, when you stay grounded in scripture, you always sound intelligent and you always sound wise, you know, just use the, use what God gave us. And, and so my son said to me when he was in college, mom, there is no junior Holy Spirit. A child can be just as powerful in Christ as a grown-up. Now, what we have as grown-ups is life wisdom and experience, you know, mm -hmm. a, a resume of what God's done in our lives, you know, and I think part of being thankful is learning how to look at God's resume in your life, yeah. you know? While you're sitting there in pain today, what did God do for you yesterday, mm. five years ago, and 10 years ago? What is God's resume in your life? And when you go through the things that and the ways that God has shown up in the resume of his relationship with you, then you need to know he didn't put you mm -hmm. in the ocean to abandon you there without a paddle. Yeah. If he's got you in a storm, it's because he wants you to get out and walk on water. Amen. Yeah, because we're yeah. capable, right? And, and yeah. you said it. Won't he do it? Yeah, he will do it, and he does do it. And you're right, Cynthia. He is. He is faithful. And I, I have to say, yes to everything you said. The the reminder yeah. of looking back that in the valley he was there, but he's and he's on the mountaintop and the valley and like not living in just a sea of forgetfulness, but really reminding ourselves like he yeah. were there, Lord. And that is, it's such a helpful reminder because <laughs> I think we can the our inner man like has to know, we have to know that we know that we know um, no matter what the external circumstances are, we have to come back and know because that is what essentially right will root us and we will bear fruit no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is so crazy, but you know, you say like, we have to know that we know that we know. And scripture tells us, right. He's there for us in the valleys. He's there for us on the mountaintops. You know what else scripture tells us? If I make my bed in hell, he yeah. is with me. Amen. He is even with us in our sin, in our mistakes, when we are struggling with hell and inviting hell into our lives or responding in a way that comes from a covenant response with 
hell in our head in that board meeting telling us you can't, you won't, you don't, you will not. Mm -hmm. right? He's there. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I think the whole thing, you know, you guys, you know, I think we always say, you know, stay in the word, read the Bible. You got to know your scripture. And, and I, I honestly, look, I say it because I remind myself constantly. Yeah. Would do it, do it. You know, Salombra, I think it was, wrote something beautiful earlier and about pushing, pray until something happens, right? Mm -hmm. For me, prayer comes in worship and staying in the word and staying in communion, in relationship with the Lord. Who is he? Reminding myself who he is so that I can also remind myself who I am because I'm supposed to be like him. I'm made in his image. I'm already like him if I allow him to transform me continually by the renewing of my mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. No, and, and when we're struggling, we've got to do that even more. Because mm -hmm. yeah. if, if we renew our mind or get our thoughts or our advice from the world or worldly people or worldly cues, you know, mm -hmm. you know, Cosmopolitan magazine or whatever it says about how we should respond to a situation, our mind's not being renewed. Our mind is being corrupted. Mm. Right. And, yeah. and fellowship. Yeah. That, that's why I think this is such a powerful thing for me every week with you guys, all of you, um, those of you on screen and those of you off, is because meeting together one another, brother and sister, <clears throat> and the fellowship of the brethren, the fellowship you know, that we have together here is like water. It, mm. is, it is literally taking those streams of living water, Jesus and the word of God, and pouring them on my head and reminding myself of all that I'm thankful for, you know, mm. and shifting my focus, you know, from the lack to the, the, the plenty, you know, and the gratitude. Yeah. yeah. OCB, you've been quiet. Oh, dude, I'm just like taking it all in, dude. I'm just like everything like Nova's saying, Christina's saying, I'm just like, dang, dude. It's just crazy that every time we talk, we're just always, you know, just in similar places from what Christina was saying, you know, with having to navigate just crazy circumstances. Like I remember I was at the gym yesterday and, you know, and I mainly just go and I do weights for an hour. And even just in this season, like there's days where the Lord's like, add another weight, add another weight. And sometimes God, you know, spiritually adds weight, you know, to what it is that we're doing. Cause it's only there that the muscles will tear, you know, and then they, they mm -hmm. rebuild and we get strength. But I think God does that with our heart muscle. Like he'll add weight emotionally and spiritually to make our heart muscle tear so that it could be rebuilt and be stronger and I feel like that's been a season for me too, where I'm just like, Lord, it's a grind. Like ministry is going amazing. Like the Lord's doing so much, but it's literally the Lord has allowed the fires of affliction, you know, even some relational stuff, Christina, you're talking about that. It's literally some days I'm just like, okay, Lord, but I've seen the Lord work through it so much and really asking me like, will you be that leader and rise up and be the bigger person and display a maturity mm. that this person doesn't possess, you know, that will like speak to others. And there's a maturity that the Lord's asked me to have in this season. 
because of what I've gone through um, and showing grace to people that are continually um, being immature in the Lord, you know, especially in places of ministry, not anything I'm doing with the whosoever is it's so easy doing stuff with them because they're so mature and everyone's very seasoned, you know, but just in other dynamics, I'm just like, man, Lord, you know, it's, it's sometimes I'm just like, I feel like I'm back in preschool, you know, with sometimes with how people act like grown people. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, dude. Um, and even like last week, it was so interesting for a while. This is kind of a funny, but not funny story. Like earlier on this year, like when I was at my parents' house, like my dad and my brothers would always change my brakes on my car, like my brake pads. And, um, since I moved out, like out here, you know, when you go to places, they usually do like all four at once or whatever. And, um, a couple of my front ones were a little squeaky. And so my whosoever guys, a couple skaters like fixed it in like a hotel parking lot when they had a tour out here in Thousand Oaks, you know? So it's funny because my friends are like, what happens when you get a couple skaters, you know, fixing your brakes and your your rotors in a parking lot? And one of those was scraping and I was like, it is what it is. And then my back brake, like my back right one for a long time was grinding. And I was just like, and I would ask people at church, I'm like, dude, sometimes you just need to, you just need to know a Mexican who knows a Mexican, but there's... No, there's none of that out here at Thousand Oaks, dude. Everything's just like up here, you know? And I was just like, dude, what the heck? And so, because I always had homies back in Riverside, you know, just would do. You're in a, <laughs> you're in a community of new car owners, not in a community of how are we going to get this done owners. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Just like, just trying to get stuff done. And so, like, so for a long time, like, I just let it grind, dude. Like, it was, like, grinding. Like, it was not. Christina, you can't do that. I know. But I was trying to ask people, and to be honest with you, completely honest, as a missionary, I just didn't have the money to go and drop $800 to get all eight of them changed. Okay. Like, my horse bills every month, and then just my rent, and just everything, you know? Like, I'm ba- like I'm not rich, and I'm not poor. I'm, like, barely making it every month, you know? Like, I spend money on my, my youth kids, and we go out to eat. Like, I'm just, like, doing it, you know? And so on Tuesday, mind you, I had to be in L.A. on Tuesday night. I was supposed to catch a flight to go on tour on Wednesday. That got rescheduled to next week. I'm driving down the driveway of my house, and something gave No. <laughs> I felt something give way in the back. No. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I think it's just something gave way. <laughs> and my That's friend, right? That's so dangerous. No, so my friend, right? When I got back from, I got back from Florida, I was teaching at a school ministry for a week out of Calvary out there. The day I got back, she drove with me because I spoke at a conference out in like Fontana, which was the hood, right? And as we're driving, she was like, dude, it's so funny. Your, your brakes. I'm like, I know. This is a missionary's life. Like, I'm just trying to make it right now, you know? But that was just such a picture where I was like, bro, I'm just trying to make it. Like, I'm just trying to make the next thing. And so as I'm driving down the driveway, right, something gave way on Tuesday and I was like oh shoot so I go I get to the church and I'm asking my friends I'm like yo I just need to I was like I don't know what happened but something like gave way and like one of my friends who's like our young adult pastor was like Christine I would totally help you today but he's like I'm moving and you know all this stuff and this one guy was like yeah it might be like $800 and I'm just like oh my gosh dude like I don't have $800 to spend on my car like like at all and so 
long story short, I was just like, you know what, dude, like my rent is due, but I'm just going to like get her done because sometimes you just got to get her done. So I called three places and the last guy I called because I was like, yo, I have to leave for L.A. at 1.30. Like I had to be at the studio. Like I have to go. But it was funny because my one of my whosoever team members the day before who's like a dad on our team called me and was like, did you get your brakes changed? I was like, he's a missionary, too. I was like, I can't afford it. He's like, you can't afford not to. And I was like, <laughs> right? so he told me the day before. So anyways. So I called this one place and this guy, Gabriel, answered the phone. And he was like, yes, of course. He's like, bring it in. So my buddy drops me off. So he follows me to make sure in my car, like something's dragging in the back. I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know what is dragging, but something's dragging. And I'm just like, it's okay. This is my life. And so I get to the place and the guy's like, okay, drop it off. I'll call you. So the guy calls me back. And he, oh God. He's like, Christina, it? not only did you did your back breaks, and your back rotors, but your calibrators. <laughs> oh. oh my god. He's like I'm everything. Sorry. He's like everything was completely dragging. <laughs> what? He's like, How does it even happen? He's like everything completely gave way. He's like, only your front brakes were working. He's like, if you wouldn't have come in today, you would have like gone off. <laughs> the freeway somewhere like it was gnarly so long story short he quoted me for like 770 and i was just like okay lord so i go back to the church and i'm just like faithful right i'm just like meeting with our youth pastor we're trying to play christmas parties for our kids and all this stuff and the pastor at our church that heads up like our finance stuff he comes and hands me an envelope and in the envelope is like cash and long story short that my church ended up covering my breaks because i like love our I'm like always with our youth and everything but it was so funny because I was (laughs) my friends were like but it was one of those things where like even the guy told but it was so crazy because the guy when he called me was like Christina I don't know he was like when you come in I want to tell you something but he's like I want to let you know I have a testimony too and I was just like this guy on the phone so long story short this guy that fixed my car I had called three places that day he was the third person I called he saw my Bible in the front seat. He gave me a discount and he like prayed wow. for me and totally encouraged me. Cause I was freaking out. I was like, what's the quote? What's the quote? I called like 10 times. <laughs> I was like, yo, like I don't drive a Tesla. Like people out here, I have a 2007 Toyota Camry. It has 250,000 miles. <laughs> I was more worried about, she's more worried about the price than the fact that her entire braking system was right. I was just like, dude. I was like, this is my life. I was like, dude, I'm just like a faithful servant of the most high. Like, I'm really just trying to make it right now. And so, um, so yeah. So like, he just, you know, he prayed for me and he totally encouraged me. He was like, Christina, you have to trust the Lord that he's going to take care of you. And I was like, yo, my last line of defense was gone. Like my dad, or my, you know, cause I'm thinking my dad and my brothers dropped the ball, you know, and I'm like, I have to do this for myself. But that day, the Lord totally came through and just really showed me that even something as small as my breaks, right, which is a big deal, that he cares and he's going to come through. And it was so funny because my friends, were, I was like, I'm like, because it was honestly, like, to be honest with you guys, like, it was embarrassing. Like, people in my area have, like, Aww. a lot of money and $800 for them is, like, what they would spend at Zara or something. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, just being like, I can't afford, like, 
$800 for my breaks. Like I make it for month to month and I have like a little bit in my savings, but I'm just like, bro, like I don't, when you're in ministry, dude, like you don't have a lot of money, you know? And I'm very bare bones in how I live, but it was one of those things where the Lord just really showed me like that even when something gives way, you know, like even something like that, like even in like the, the gnarly stuff, you know, but it was also one of those things where, those things like my car grinding my friend was like if you hear a noise next time you have to deal with it or else you will pay the bigger price and I feel like the Lord that day was like Christina like all of these things that you go through like this unhealed pain like you know all of this stuff like if you don't deal with it you will have a breakdown you know and just realizing that over this last you know couple years just how the Lord has brought me to Newberry Park and Thousand Oaks and how I, if I wouldn't have got, come to a safe place like this to heal, I probably would have had a breakdown at some point because of the air that, you know, my environment I was living in, but how the Lord sometimes allows things to happen in our life to stop us to be like, okay, we're going to deal with this. So yeah. sometimes the, the, the storms and all of those things are literally just to, for us to take a pause, like even Cynthia, like you're health stuff, you know, because the Lord's like, yeah. I got to deal with this. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, but I have to be in LA. He's like, no, we got to deal with this. Cause if you don't deal with this, you will fly off the freeway at some point, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, right. yeah. so, I mean, it's a funny story. It is funny. Not, oh, now. You know, right. I, in hindsight, yeah. it's funny. But yeah, it, dude, it's, it was, it was funny, but it, it was, it, yeah, yeah, it completely gave way, dude. Like literally the whole thing completely gave way. And sometimes we hear that grinding. Sometimes we get the anxiety. Sometimes we deal with the fear. But if we don't trust the Lord and give those things to the Lord, like, mm-hmm. yo, you will have a breakdown at you some point. better preach. Yes. I know with my breaks, it was hilarious, dude. I was like, but it's a great, what a great teaching lesson, yeah. you know, yeah. that right. God gave you, I mean, CB yeah. and it's like, and, and that'll preach. That's a sermon. Seriously. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we hear the little warning signals, you know, yeah. but our spirit gets diseased, you know, our spirit when it's ill, it's, it's God would rather deal with that, you yeah. know, it, cause he can provide all the rest. And yeah. it, and I'm telling you, like, I have literally cried and complained for I don't know how many years about how tired I am and I'm over this world and this, you know, oh, I can't take it anymore. And, and, and the Lord very lovingly, it wasn't even like sarcastic. The Holy Spirit was like, you can lay down and slip into this. I got you. Yeah. You want to come home? I got you. And it, it took that for me to go, no, wait a minute. What was God really trying to deal with? Because COVID, what, you know, he, we got through that, you know, we treated that, we got through that. It was, it was the COVID in my spirit. It was trying to root something out of my spirit and make me pay attention to something. And I like life. I love the people in my life. I love the opportunities that are in front of me today. And I'm thankful and grateful for all of it. And that's where we have to, to live and where we have to be. And, and we're not always there because we're going through stuff. But yeah, and I think it's okay to acknowledge that. I think that's yeah. the important piece too. It's just, just acknowledge it. Like it feels good to just acknowledge it. No, you don't have to camp out there and like throw up right. your tent and be like, you know what? I'm glamping here for a while. 
Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's, but a lot of times, and it happens and you guys know this in, if, when you're in any position of leadership at your job, in ministry, it doesn't matter whatever you're doing. Each and every one of you watching at some moment in time is going to experience being the leader, you know, and how are you going to deal with that moment? Because the reality is that when you're in that moment, a lot of times as leaders, we shove down stuff. We bury our feelings and our true emotions because, because people expect us to be perfect. They expect life to be. And and one of the things I've been committed to with my own ministry from day one is I'm going to walk this out and keep it real because I don't know how else to do it. I'm Mm -hmm. the way that I am with you guys that I am with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. if it gets, if it's not real, if he's not real, then he doesn't mean anything. If he's not worth dying for, then he's not worth living for. Yeah. And it it's, it's, you know, I feel like we should really, you know, we should definitely, I'd love to pray, you know, for us today. And I, I, I think, um, great analogy, right, Ashley? And maybe instead of asking why this is happening, look for what God is trying to fix inside me while I'm going through something. Yeah. And I, and I can honestly say that, I mean, Christina, Christina and Nova, what I've seen from you from day one is an honest commitment to go to the Lord to fix whatever is going on inside of you. Yeah. So no matter how low all of us get on a, on a certain day, I'm encouraged to remember Mm -hmm. that he sees us, you know, someone said it before. Um, Maybe it was Salumbro who said it, but he sees us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cynthia, can I interject something just because I feel like it's like truthful? I, um, you know, I think it would be easy for people to even watch us on Girl Club and just go, well, they have the perfect scenarios and their lives have always had the perfect (laughs) scenarios and they have the perfect relationships and the greatest churches and they it's all, you know, rainbow rainbows and unicorns. And I think the the important piece is that. Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. It is about transformation. There are tools that we use, right? But the gospel is true transformation. Mm-hmm. So there are things that we've learned and we can give you like, this is what I did. And that's what, but, and those are great. Those are all tools, but the true transformation is the gospel of Jesus Christ and coming into alignment with the yeah. gospel and what the gospel does in and through our lives. And you know, I think for me, to be totally honest, there are times when I just want to appear like I have it together um, for fear of judgment. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Yeah, totally. You know, one of the things uh, P News said, we all need a few friends who we talk to in private where we are seen and nurtured who tow us when our reserve tank is empty until we fuel again. Right. So beautifully said because yeah. it's so it's so true. And, you know, unfortunately for all kinds of reasons, everybody, that's the, that's the guarding of your heart part. Mm. That's the part where when you're in the word, God is showing you, yes, I can talk to so-and-so I'm safe there. They'll tell me until I fuel again, you know, and I can, I can honestly say I have less judgment for the person in leadership who can come just a broken mess and be real than I do for the one that's standing up leading youth movements and teaching people and their reserve tank, their reserve tank been empty for about 20 years. 
Mm-hmm. And they're just running on money and 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 position and power and because all of that goes away. Yes, it all yes. goes away. Yes, it just doesn't yes. mean anything in the end. Yes. Like, what is meaningful in the end? You know. Yes. Yeah, and I know for me, what's meaningful in the end, it's, 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 it's people and people are part of the thing that sometimes I push away, you know, to keep it real because, um, I've been hurt by people so mm-hmm. badly. So I'll tend to isolate and deal by myself and me too. Oh, it, oh, the four of us right here on this. I think we all do. Oh, we are. <laughs> we all do that. We are the same. It's true. It's it. I, honestly, I think it's why the four of us are right here on the screen because. Yeah. And, and and I bet you each each woman watching, you've got to know, like, when you're a strong woman of God, and and you have been hurt by people, so you ain't escaping this life, you know. Like, and not you're gonna fit this description, right? Right. <laughs> you will become this way, right? Because the walls of protection that you've built start to serve to be prison walls. Mm. And that's why the lesson, you know, Christina, through inner healing for me of learning like Jesus, you know, when Roger prays the prayer, my husband takes people through inner healing. He's so anointed for it. I owe him my entire life and the growth of my relationship with Christ, you know, because of what he brought into my life many, many years ago. But it's like when he prays that prayer, Jesus come in and tear down these walls. Mm-hmm. It's letting it's, 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 we need to proceed with full faith in the, in not people, not people's perfection, not right. the fairness yeah. of ministry okay. or that right. ministry has a, mm-hmm. that the ministry leaders have become these incredible people of God. No, they're people. No, they're people. We, we need to proceed forward with our walls down because God is our protection right. and he is our expectancy. Like mm. he is, he's our is strong our, power. Yes. He right. is. That's who, that's who, who is our savior. And we sometimes right. want other people to be our savior. You know, so true. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you can't dude. You know, it's like, it's like, I, I think I just got over that syndrome. It took me a long time in my life. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. 15 years ago where it's like the, you know, the little story of the duckling, you know, are you my, or, or the, are you, are, my mom? are you my mother? Are you my mother? <laughs> are you my mom? And really like abnormally, that's not having your heart open. That's called not understanding who you are and who God is in your life so that you don't need to look at other people hoping that they'll this time be different then the last idiot or the last jerk because you're, mm-hmm. you're placing your hope and your faith in humans and we will be disappointed by yes. humans yes. because yes. this is dying every day. But right. while I'm speaking, it's still a lie. <laughs> I mean, or I couldn't speak. So that always says to me, like the act of dying to myself is one that it, 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 it will never end, you yeah. know? And, and yeah. And take a deep right. breath in. <sighs> right. Exactly. Um, can I pray? Yes, please. Close us in prayer. Oh, Father, Holy Spirit, just come on in and fill us to overflowing. Yes. 
as we exhale in you. For each and every woman who's watching, the regulars, P. New, Ashley, I see Teresa, power of a virtuous woman, Salombra, like exhale in Christ right now. Lord, I ask that you would keep us in this place of total surrender and submission to you and you alone. Keep us in a place where we trust you. Lord, we know that you are our strong tower. We know that you are the rock on which we build our lives and our lives may shake and move and transition and doors open and doors close and money comes and money goes, but you are the rock and you promise that you will look after us because you look after the birds of the field and we mean so much more to you than even that which you created that you love also. Lord, we don't know or have all the answers because as, as you said to Job, after he spent, I don't know how many chapters questioning you and upset with what was going on in his life and really just mad about it, you finally spoke. And I will, I'm never, the irony of what you said is never lost on me because what you said essentially was, where were you when I did all this? And let me tell you what all I did. I created the heavens and the earth. I put Orion up here. He created the stars, the sun, the moon, and the planets. And where were we? We were nowhere to be found. We are the created, not the creator. And Lord, I ask that anyone who would hear this prayer and come into agreement with this prayer would commit their lives right now to remembering that we are the created. We are not to worship the created things, the created people. We are not even to worship the create the, the desires we have in this corruptible created flesh. We are to worship the creator. I pray that we would all come to know our creator, God, and his son, Jesus Christ, who through his plan of redemption at the time of the fall, he had Jesus as the comeback plan. Lord, I pray that you would help people remember and know the truth of who you are. I pray, Father, for a blessing on each and every member of this Girl Club crew. Lord, that you would provide for each and every one of them financially, that you would break off financial burden right now, and that you would open up a storehouse in heaven and loose in the heavens what needs to be loosed on earth, provision, health, healing, wholeness, joy. Lord, let the joy of the Lord really be our strength. What does that mean? It's the joy of who we know you to be. When we know you, we have joy in who you are because you're an overcomer and you make us an overcomer. And we can do all things through you who strengthened us. Help us to root ourselves in these truths, Lord. And it's a choice because the world is going to speak completely against this. But I pray right now that the choice to root ourselves in the crazy faith of who we are through Jesus Christ in God's eyes would sink in so deep in our being that we would be peace in the storm, that we could answer those who offend us with love and truth. 
and that we never get offended anymore. Lord, I pray that we walk above offense. I want to be that person. I want to be that person that does not sway to the left or the right, no matter what's going on and what's being said around her. But when I open my mouth, only the wisdom of God from the throne room would come out. Lord, give us revelation of your word. Don't just let us read your word, but give us the deep revelation of what your word means so that when we open our mouths on Girl Club or at work or in our businesses or to our spouses, our children, or to those that we love and those that annoy us, when we open our mouths, deep revelation from you spills out in such abundance that atmospheres change, that lives change. And that we are ministered to even as we minister, Lord. I pray for the growth of Girl Club, Father, because I know for a fact that there are so many hurting girls around the world and boys. Because you're invited to, men. You're invited to get and to sit in the unique perspective that we have as women. Because God created us from you to be a helpmate, a support a source of strength and power. And Lord, we have embraced that role. We will be nothing less. We will be everything that you have created us to be. In Jesus' name, I declare it. I claim it for each and every one of us. Sickness, in the name of Jesus, you have to go. You have to go from our spouses' lives. You have to go from our homes. You have to go from our minds. The board meetings that want to entertain themselves in our minds. In the name of Jesus, we speak to you, Satan. Now you have to go. Be Mm -hmm. silent. We don't accept your voice in our day. We don't accept your voice in our life. In Jesus' name, we do not accept your voice in our circumstances. We will only listen to what God has told us about our circumstances and about who we are and about the life and the world around us. And in Jesus' name, Lord, I ask that you forgive this earth, forgive all of us, your children, and send revival. Amen. 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 Hey, we got a guy with us. Hi, William. (laughs) Amen. Thank you for the shout out, William, because... We're called Girl Club, but we're for men also. We're we're women who love and embrace our brothers in Christ. And we want to see you guys be all that you can be. So thank you, William. Amen for you. So go do it. Because have we done it for you? You know? Mm. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, ladies. For uh, I needed that. Thank you. We went over time today. I'm sorry. Thank you guys. I, I love each and every one of you so much. And you are, you are each such a powerful weapon in God's hands. You guys don't, I mean, it, just let me be the one to say it. I am so blessed that you are here because I'm blessed by your strength and your ministry and your commitment to the word. It's not It's not like I need to go and find some girls to do girl club with. No, God showed me the three of you a a long time ago, Esther Rising. (laughs) Know that that, I believe, was so prophetic 
we are Esther's rising. And no time have I ever looked at this world and seen such a need for Esther to take her place on her throne. Yet who knows whether you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. No, I know you did. Each of you did. You did. Mm. Just keep showing up. God's got such a plan. Mm -hmm. Show up for yourself with him everywhere you go. He's got a plan for your lives. Mm -hmm. Every one of you watching. He's got, I had a girlfriend on a talk show I did called Life and Style, Meek, Morally Simmons, Jules Asner, and Lynn Coplitz. This is a throwback. And Lynn and Jules used to always look at me and they'd go, I know, he's got a plan. Yes. And you know what? Years later, I'm still saying it. God's got a plan. And I'm telling you, it is a beautiful thing to behold. Do not get off the treadmill with Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Consistent. Consistent. Just be consistent. Keep that walk moving. Consistently ask and you will consistently receive from him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's good. I have to head out, but love you guys. Love you too. Love you. Love you too. Miss my entire braking system fell off the back of my car and I, I live to laugh about it. And I'm not mis- a missionary, missionary in a coffin. Love you, CB. <laughs> <laughs> you know, holla next time. <laughs> ne- next girl club, life is maintenance. Right? It yeah. is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Next week, life is maintenance. Love you guys. Thank you for being All right. the Girl Club. Please go below as we sign off and subscribe. Please share this with your friends, with people you know who might need it. Ask them to subscribe. Help us grow. And if you feel led to be a support system to us, even on a financial level, a prayer level, whatever it is, we're here. Don't forget us. We love you guys. Bye, Nov. Bye, everyone. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.